Hey mama, happy Wednesday. Today is the last day to be entered in to win those five free coaching sessions. I'll draw the names this afternoon. So make sure you send that email to get entered in. All right, let's dive right in. I hope you got the chance to listen to the past two episodes. It's me and my husband, Johnny, talking about our experience with miscarriages. Johnny was very open about his heartbreak and how it affected him as a husband. And today I'm going to talk in more detail about my heartbreak, how God worked in me and transformed me and my faith in him and God's amazing restoration after the two miscarriages. God is so good. And after going through such heartache and loss, God's goodness has never been more clear. And I am excited to bring that to you today. So let's dive in. Are you sick of always feeling rushed? Does it feel like you're constantly forgetting things? Are you frequently frustrated and snapping at your kids, spouse, or all of the above? Are you ready for peace and joy to flow through you in your home? In this podcast, you will find solutions to bring peace and joy back to what may feel like chaos. It is my mission to help you be restored to who God intended you to be so you can wake up refreshed and excited for each new day. When God speaks of restoration, it is always in abundance, and when restored, it is better than how it started. God promised us a better life and a better future for us and our families. If you are ready to say yes to the life God created you for and for peace to flow through your home, mind, and spirit, then you have come to the right place. I'm Jen, a wife, mom, and Jesus lover. I spent six years as a single mom, then married, became a stepmom, and we blended our families. Diving in headfirst from a chaotic single mom life to a chaotic mom and wife life. I struggled to keep my sanity. I looked to everything and everyone else to avoid the drowning feelings of failure and uncertainty. I finally realized there was a better way. Life was meant to be truly lived. God had a purpose for me and our family, and the way we were living was not it. God showed me what structure, organization, and a healthy mindset can do to bring joy back into my home and marriage. Through that, God showed me what biblical restoration in my life can look like. I am here to share that with you. Wherever you are starting from, if you are ready to find peace, joy, and your sanity once again, or for the first time ever, along with getting back to the root of who God created you to be, this podcast is for you. Find a new joy-infused marriage and laughter and fun to replace the stress and frustration with your kiddos as you join me for real talk through the pain, struggle, and joy and freedom on the other side. So warm up that cold coffee, find a kid-free chair, and pop in those earbuds. It's time to dive in. Well, this new little boy of mine has a habit of waking up right when I sit down to record, so you might hear little baby coos here and there. It is Caleb. He just apparently wants to be part of the recordings. Fun story about being the mom of two under two. James, who is the older of the boys, not quite two years old, came over, was sitting next to me while I was nursing Caleb, then decided to jump off the chair and knock my water over, spilled the water everywhere, and I have a pile of towels in the kitchen because we haven't fully moved in and everything is still kind of all over the place. So I told him, go get a towel, get a towel for mom so I can clean it up. He he comes back, you know, hands in the air like, I don't know, I don't know where the towels are. So I used the little swaddle that I was wrapping Caleb in and I said, okay, go get a blanket for Caleb from the couch. Well, Caleb had just had an explosive amount of poopy diaper, so I changed him, and it was kind of wadded up in a pile because, well, I have two boys under two, and, you know, you do what you can. So I wadded up in a pile and set it on something so it wouldn't get on the couch and was going to throw it away after I fed Caleb. Well, James decided that he wanted to 
bring <laughs> that poopy swaddle and bring that to me with the blanket. There was just poop everywhere. And that proud face of his, when he brought me that poopy swaddle, he was so happy and proud of himself that he was able to do what I had asked. And the only thing you can do in that moment is just look and laugh. So if you were able to listen to the past two episodes, my husband and I talked a bit about our miscarriages, how it affected him, and a little bit about me, but more about our marriage and him. Today I want to talk a little more specifically about me, how I dealt with it, and how God helped me get through it. So we had just gotten married a few months prior, and we got pregnant. We didn't want to wait too long. We were old. <laughs> we already had older girls, and we didn't want there to be an even bigger age gap between the kids. I didn't want to be any older, and neither did he, because let's just face it, the older you get, the harder it is with the kids. So we decided we wanted to start right away. We got pregnant, and then I ended up getting in a car accident. I was headed to pick up Georgia from school, because this was before we started homeschooling, and a car pulled out, cut in front of me, and we got in a pretty bad car accident. My car was totaled. It was pretty traumatizing to say the least. Well, two days later, I started bleeding and went into urgent care. I spent several hours in urgent care that morning and they told me that I was having a miscarriage. I was just completely in shock. I had no idea what was happening, what to expect. I had never had to deal with that before. I mean, with Georgia, I had been on birth control and I wasn't trying to have a kid and four weeks later I found out I was pregnant with her and best thing that had ever happened to me and completely changed my life but I definitely wasn't trying for her and now we're trying for a kid and I, I lose it and it was just devastating. Well that was on a Saturday morning and Johnny was out for some reason. I don't know if he was doing something with the church or if he was working or I can't remember what was happening but he was gone and I wasn't able to get a hold of him and I just went home and collapsed. We had already put up the crib. We were so excited getting everything ready and I was still in the first trimester, but we didn't expect anything to happen. We figured this was gonna all work out great. Neither of us had ever experienced a miscarriage and you know, it's one of those things that happens to everybody else except for you. And so it was shocking when it happened to us. So I went upstairs to the room we had set the crib up in and I just collapsed, tears streaming down my face. I just, in this complete emotional state, took the crib down. It's like, well, I'm not having a baby. I, I can't have a crib up. Like, it's just going to be a horrible reminder. And so the crib came down. And then in the midst of all the pieces, I just laid there on the floor bawling. And Johnny came home and, and saw me up there and, well, down there on the floor upstairs. And I don't remember what happened after that. I just, it's, it's almost like it's blocked out of my mind. But I remember it being this terrible, terrible feeling of loss that I'd never experienced before. I didn't know how to handle it. I couldn't handle it. It was just completely devastating and something that you never expect and never think that you're going to end up going through and I was in the midst of going through it in that emotional state I just completely blocked my husband out 
I shut down and I completely retreated inwardly. I didn't talk to anybody else about it. I didn't want to even deal with it. I just wanted to pretend like it didn't exist. It had never happened, but all the while I was just feeling like I was being tortured inside from this pain. So I remember at night when I'd go in with Georgia, we have our nightly routine that we pray and we'll read a little story and talk a little bit. I remember at night, when I would go up there just after the miscarriage had happened, I would read and pray. And I just had a habit of praying for the baby. We would always pray for the baby. So while we're praying, I would have to stop myself because out of habit, I'm praying for the baby as well. And I would just, instead of just continuing, I would completely stop and I'd try to hold in the tears while I'm laying in the bed with her. And it was really hard seeing her trying to be strong for me. She was seven at the time, so she was old enough to understand what was going on. And she'd hug me and give me a little kiss and tell me it was all going to be okay. So all the while, I'm just completely being heartbroken inside and my seven-year-old is being the strong one for me. I was just completely heartbroken and I felt like I just couldn't go on. I was so hurt and angry that I blocked out everyone and everything, including my husband who was going through it right alongside of me, but we couldn't go through it together because I had just shut him out. So that alienated him, and he ended up having to go through all of this heartache and loss alone, while I'm the one causing us to go through it separately, when we could be going through it together and working together to get through this this hurt. I had a friend at church who had gone through a miscarriage not too long before, I had no idea, but one of my other friends had mentioned it. And so I called her up and I asked her to go to coffee and and we were able to talk through what I was feeling. It helped. It helped to talk with somebody who had already gone through it before. I knew I wasn't alone and I knew that these feelings weren't all in me. Like somebody else had gone through this, through this. somebody else had felt this and they've come out on the other side. So talking with her over coffee changed my perspective a little bit as hard as it was and that pain didn't go away, the heartache and the loss didn't go away, I all of a sudden realized I wasn't alone. And I was able to talk with her about how she worked through it with her husband because she had kind of done the same thing and shut him out. So hearing somebody that had responded the same way I did to this loss and grief and how she got through it helped me. So I was able to go home and it wasn't easy. It took a lot of intentionality and a prayer and effort to begin to tear down the walls that I had put up. But as I tore down those walls and was able to let in my husband and let in other people around me and open up to God about these feelings, let him in and ask him for his help to work through this grief and pain. I slowly began to heal. But I was angry at God. I was angry at the people that hit me in the car accident. And I was so confused as to why this would happen. I had prayed for this child. And now all of a sudden this child's gone. But as I let God in and I let my husband in and the people around me, I was able to begin to heal emotionally and mentally. But healing physically was a little different. It took a really long time. The doctor decided to let my body clear everything out on its own 
And about two months later, I was having a lot of pain and things just didn't feel right. So I went into the doctor and they did an ultrasound. Don't ask me why they didn't do an ultrasound before. I still ask myself that question. They did an ultrasound and realized that the baby was still in there. I, I had been bleeding, but nothing had come out. So the baby and the placenta, everything was still in there. So I ended up having to schedule a DNC. And it was like I was going through the pain and the loss all over again two months later. It just didn't seem right. But having finally let my husband in and working through it with God and talking with friends, it made going through that pain again a little easier. I'd already gone through it and I had people this time. Through friends and family and leaning on God, I slowly began to heal and not get over it, but I was able to move on through it. I began to pray for another baby and I started tracking ovulation because things weren't happening. My cycle wasn't normal after the really long healing process. Things hadn't gone back to normal. So I had to track the ovulation. So I finally got pregnant. We decided not to wait to tell our close friends and family. I knew that if we were to experience another miscarriage, I needed an army next to me to help me work through it. I couldn't go through it alone again. I learned the first time how hard it was alienating myself and not surrounding myself with people to help me through. So I learned that first time that it doesn't work to go through it alone. Well, my worst fears came to pass and I had another miscarriage. It wasn't a car accident or anything like that this time around. I just lost the baby. There's no reason for it, no explanation. It just happened. And I think it was even harder not having some explanation behind why the miscarriage happened. At least the first one, I knew I had the car accident and the miscarriage happened right after. But even though the situation surrounding this miscarriage was harder because I didn't have an explanation for it, I had learned to communicate. So I communicated with Johnny and I had friends surrounding me and I started this one off leaning on God. I was able to have hope through the pain. So I was a manager of a physical therapy office during this time, and we had a massage therapist there that I had known from a previous job, and they had moved over to this new office and was working with me. And He was a Christian, and we had known each other for quite a while. So while I was in the massage, God gave him a verse for me. He knew I had lost the baby, but he didn't know details about anything else in my life. He didn't know the plans about our ranch. He didn't know my hope for a big family. He didn't know the promises that God had given me years and years ago and the desires in my heart. He didn't know any of that. He stopped the massage and said, you know, God gave me a verse for you. So after this, I want you to go and read it. He had no idea how much this verse hit home for me. God used him to give me a big dose of hope during a time that I was navigating heartbreak and loss and despair. It was, once again, the most difficult thing that I had gone through. And you never think you're going to go through it once, let alone twice. So I got this big dose of hope and something to cling on while I was navigating this loss. And I'm going to read that verse to you. Isaiah 54. Sing, barren woman who has never had a baby. Fill the air with song. 
you who've never experienced childbirth. You're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not coming up short. A long time ago, God promised me that I would have a large family and I'd have lots of land and I would start this ranch to help people. Over time, you almost start to lose hope of that ever happening. It's a dream and a promise that you got years and years ago and now you're getting older and life just doesn't seem like it's headed in that direction. But I never lost hope on those promises he gave me. But during these miscarriages, it's like that hope just started to dwindle. But I knew he had given me those promises. And so when I heard this verse, it's like that hope was just reignited inside of me. I knew, I have always known that my family would make a difference in this world. God had big plans for us. And so when God gave me that verse that day, I clung onto it so hard. It's what gave me that new hope through all the loss. Knowing God reminded me of the promises that I would have children and we'd be a big family and have lots of land. I know this verse is about Jerusalem, but that day it was about me. Like God was speaking directly to me and reminding me of those promises that he wasn't going to let me down, that he is a faithful God who fulfills his promises. So we tried for a while. I tracked my ovulation and we just weren't getting pregnant. It wasn't a long while, but it felt like forever in the moment. It felt like it was just taking forever. And then I heard God tell me to stop tracking my ovulation and to just trust him. So I stopped taking the tests and I just let God do his thing. Well, we got pregnant. I was fearful in the beginning of the pregnancy. I was worried that we would lose it again. I'd already had two. What's to stop my body from getting rid of this one too? I had endured those two losses and I didn't want to go through that pain again. But God reminded me of his promise and he gave me hope for this one. Well, the pregnancy was healthy, viable, and he came out to be an amazing little boy. He'll be two in January, and he is just the sweetest, most loving little boy. It's so clear already at such a young age that he has such a big heart, and he cares so much. And I know God's got big plans for this boy. He is our little miracle baby, and God definitely brought him to us, and and he's a little miracle. Every time I look at him, I just, I know God's got some amazing stuff in store. Then we got pregnant again. So now we have two under two, two handsome little boys with mighty personalities and God has some really special things in store for our entire family and these boys are reminders of that. So now I have a amazing family, three beautiful girls, two stepdaughters, but they're my girls, two handsome little boys and we are so blessed. Even though I've moved past and have two beautiful boys now, as I wrote the notes on what I wanted to talk about today, I just began to cry. I was remembering the heartache and loss and it never goes away. 
yes, it's been a couple years, but that pain was, was real and devastating and the worst pain I've ever felt. It's a sadness that I'll never know those children until I get to heaven, but those tears are also gratitude for God bringing me through that horrific pain and using it to help others. I've been able to talk into many women's lives about miscarriage, the pain, and God's hope for restoration. And I've been able to see women get through the pain and heartache and loss and on the other side. And I've been able to talk with them and work with them to get through it and pray with them. And it's amazing to see what God has brought from those miscarriages and the transformation that can happen in other women's lives because of what I went through. So I cried as I wrote the notes in a mixture of sadness and thankfulness that God got me through that and has blessed me so greatly in a way that I could never imagine with a family beyond what I could have hoped or even prayed for. And looking back, I see the people that God brought into my life to help hold me up and the little bits of reminders along the way that he had a plan and he would restore all that was lost beyond my wildest dreams. And he has. I couldn't imagine my life any different than it is now. And I have the most amazing little boys to show for it. I wouldn't be where I'm at today had I not gone through those miscarriages. I don't think my faith and my trust in God would be as strong as it is because when you go through something so painful and so horrific and you learn to lean on God through it, it gives you a strength and a trust in God that is beyond explanation, is beyond description. When you go through something like that and you can trust God through it and in the midst of it, he reveals himself in a way that is beyond comprehension. And so I'm where I am today because of those miscarriages. God didn't cause the miscarriages, but he definitely used it for good. So thank you, God, that you have promised to restore to us that which was lost. You have plans for those listening today, and I know that you will bring them through the pain that they have endured. Give them hope to cling on as they work through the trials they're in and remind them the promises that you've given them. Thank you, Lord, for the joy that we can have through the pain that comes through the heartache because you have a plan and you can use this pain for good. I pray this blessed you today and I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you liked Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.